Welcome back to the Franklin Family Podcast. Today's guest is Dr. Lori Montrose, who is an Associate Professor of Psychology here at Franklin. Dr. Montrose has an extensive background in clinical psychology and education. As a clinician, she's focused on preserving the dignity and well-being of people diagnosed with cancer and dementia. She has made notable contributions in areas of dignity-conserving care, multiculturalism, palliative care, positive psychology, and suicide prevention. As an educator, Dr. Montrose brings her multi-layered experience to her courses here at Franklin. Today, um, she joins us to discuss her clinical experience, academic travel, and ways students can manage their well-being at university. So thank you for being here. Thank you, Professor. Uh, Professor Montreux, um, you're new to Franklin University, and as students, we're very excited to have you here. Um, and this is a great way to get to know you more. Um, and so what drew you to a career in clinical psychology? Mm. Well, I was one of those lucky ones that knew ever since high school that psychology was inherently fascinating. <laughs> so I knew in, in high school that I wanted to be a psychologist. Uh, but part of that, uh, my father was a janitor at a psychiatric hospital when I grew up in Iowa. And it was one of the largest psychiatric hospitals in a, in a tri-state region in that part of the United States. And it's showing my age, but it was long before a time when you had lots of ethical mm -hmm. confidentiality. So my younger sister and I would go to visit my father uh, because he would do long shifts as a janitor and, and sometimes overnight shifts even. And we go to the psychiatric hospital and walk on the units and meet him and bring him dinner. And uh, looking back on that, I think that experience growing up normalized for me this wide range of human experience. Because that was just where we saw dad. Yeah. And yet there were people there who'd been... Um, hospitalized for varying levels of schizophrenia, maybe uh, harm to others, um, criminal activity, but mm -hmm. somehow this was just people that I that I knew that my father took care of. And, They're very fascinating. Yeah, you know, so mm -hmm. just set the stage for what I, I think mm -hmm. became an ease for me in clinical situations. Yeah. So you have a unique specialization, which is in dignity therapy. So for those of you that don't know what this is, it's a therapeutic treatment used to enhance a sense of meaning, legacy, and positive reflection at the end of one's life. So what inspired you to pursue this niche path? Mm -hmm. That uh, path in dignity therapy started when I was working at hospice care. Uh, and hospice is end-of-life care uh, for people with serious illness, typically within the last six months of their life. And I was really drawn to hospice care because it was the only kind of clinical care that I knew of that incorporates spiritual practice consistently, uh, reliably, thoughtfully. And so that was the only hospital setting where I was literally on rounds with certainly the physician and nurses mm -hmm. and therapists, but the spiritual care counselors, the priests, the chaplains, and we were all part of it. Uh, so I, I loved being immersed in that kind of medical culture. It was a really unique um, experience for me. But dignity therapy blended my love of, of psychology, a little bit of journalism, uh, because it's essentially getting to interview people for the end of their life, and you ask them about their life story, and you it's ask like them a bond. about yeah, and you 
ask them about when they felt most alive and what they're proud of. And, and that's the favorite question you like to ask. I, I read that in <laughs> article. I've had so many interesting interviews mm -hmm. where you ask people, when did you feel most alive? And you get some of the, the most uh, glittery answers <laughs> that, that are really fun. So I, I just always love mm -hmm. hearing people's stories. Yeah. So before your arrival to Franklin, you previously worked abroad at um, another American university, which is the Caribbean School of Medicine. Mm -hmm. So did this experience better prepare you to make the transition to um, an international school in Switzerland? Yes and no. Uh, it was my first time living outside of the United States. Uh, other than travels and maybe a summer here and there, but really living outside of the United States. But the Caribbean is close enough to the U.S. Mm -hmm. that I could still I could be back in Miami, I could be back in Texas if I wanted to be in an afternoon. So I think it offered and afforded me enough flexibility to try stepping outside the U.S. a little bit, but still having a, a safety net. Mm -hmm. And so in that respect, it, it definitely helped with my transition to Switzerland because I had a sense of can do this there's some self-efficacy yeah. in it um the only thing that didn't help is the caribbean is in many ways the opposite of switzerland <laughs> so coming here is different it's a very different, uh, different sense world. of time and flow and activity and the way people interact with each other so culturally i think they're quite opposite but mm -hmm. in terms of building enough confidence to really step away from the u.s and in such a large way yeah I would say yes. it was my first baby step so what drove you to come to switzerland specifically <laughs> yeah well my my husband is european and so we we thought it would be interesting if there's a position in europe let's mm -hmm. look and see and i found uh the franklin position in part because I'm really fascinated with positive psychology. And part of, of my clinical experience over the years is I think we focus so much on psychopathology that we've mm -hmm. forgotten about positive virtues in people and, and how to build that. And so it's become an interest of mine. And this position in particular wanted a full-time professor who would bring some positive psychology to Franklin. Mm -hmm. So I raised my hand. <laughs> and offer clinical <laughs> psychology. <laughs> Since we don't have that until now. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's exciting that you offer um, more than one uh, psychology course, which yeah. is great. And for mm -hmm. Franklin students, please, um, we recommend taking a class with Professor Wintrow. Yeah, new ones too. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. uh, and you also led uh, the, your first academic travel. Yes, it uh, is. Which is great. <laughs> this is exciting. Uh, and it took place in Spain. Uh, can you explain what this course examines? Mm -hmm. So this was such a fun opportunity to build a whole course around positive psychology um, and tying it to health. So I'm really invested in not only positive psychology is the way people live their lives and flourish, but how does that improve their health? Mm -hmm. and I mentioned health outcomes too. So we built the course. Um, looking at, at all the ways people can, can, I guess, flourish in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so chose Spain, specifically Madrid and Barcelona. Yeah, that's the question I want to ask you. Why was it? Why Spain? Why yeah, why Spain? Because I wanted this blend of a place that would have art and food and fun, because we talked about humor and playfulness. Mm -hmm. uh, we talked about music as therapy. Um, and 
particular well, particularly Madrid, a bit more so than, than Barcelona, but really both. They also have some extensive park systems where people can have restorative nature in their urban lives. And, mm -hmm. and that was a priority for me too, because mm -hmm. I, I really feel like being in commune with nature is part of how we, we heal ourselves. So that was how it all came to be. And you definitely bonded with your uh, students and yeah. formed a very nice connection with them. Yeah. Um, what was uh, what was something you hoped your students would gain out of this travel? Mm. I hoped they would gain an opportunity to slow down. Okay. Mm. That, that was really my, yeah. my pitch. Slow down. Let's pay attention to each other. Let's pay attention to what's around mm. us. We did one activity. We walked through Madrid together with a group. So 22 of us on the sidewalk. That's my <laughs> and, I, I invited them to simply thank. So we purposely walked silently mm -hmm. as a way to, to take in what's happening and be present. But I asked them in their mind to ask themselves during this walk, it was about a 20 minute walk, simply say, I wonder who. Mm -hmm. And so the exercise is you look at the flowers that have been tended in the garden and you say, I wonder who tends the flowers. You notice an apartment with beautiful lights on and you say, I wonder who picked those lights. So like the little things. Yeah. 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 That we yeah. look over so often. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that we sort of forget all the people that are contributing to our lives in meaningful ways that we don't acknowledge. Mm -hmm. So that being an example of let's just slow down yeah. for a minute and take a deep breath. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they also um were asked to keep gratitude journals all semester. So they been asked to write five things, brief things, but five things we're grateful for every day. Great. Uh, to kind of appreciate what's there. Cool. Mm -hmm. So um to segue, we're gonna talk about mental health. Mm -hmm. So based on your experience at different institutions mm -hmm. as an educator, um, in your opinion, what are the most common mental health concerns you see amongst university students? Uh, most commonly I see anxiety. Mm -hmm. Depression, um, and unfortunately, some level of suicidal ideation. And as mentioned before, uh, your positive psychology course offers students the opportunity to learn theories mm. and evidence based off of interventions in order to optimize health and well being. Right. Um, and for those who can't take that course, mm. uh, could you tell us a little bit about some of uh, these interventions. Mm -hmm. uh, gosh, so sort of a short, short tip <laughs> yeah. list. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's so much good evidence around meditation and mindfulness practices mm -hmm. now. Um, in fact, even reaching a point where some physicians are prescribing mindfulness and, and meditation. So uh, we did uh, a number of exercises in that class looking at the range of meditation. Some are guided imagery, some mm -hmm. are meant to gain a blank slate. I would recommend just starting with some really simple ones um, to help you bring, help people center and bring them in the present moment. Uh, because a lot of, of that anxiety is worrying about something in the future mm -hmm. that's not yet happened and may not even happen. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I had one of my hospice patients actually years ago, she gave me this wonderful quote that I keep thinking about that she said, most of the things you worry about never happen anyway exactly <laughs> so like you said just 
Stand, take a deep breath and, you know. Out of your control too. Yeah, right. Yeah, we do. We talk about some of the, sort of this balance between Mm -hmm. you want to be optimistic in your life, but also accept what is um, instead of grasping to change, Mm -hmm. trying to change things so often. Yeah. Um, So that would be, I think, a readily available, more easily implemented first Mm -hmm. practice. Because if we can be a bit more mindful, it opens up other kinds of activities. But that's a place to thank you for the tip. Yeah, that's very great. (laughs) We get some listeners that (laughs) take it under consideration. Yeah. So um, as University Day approaches, Mm -hmm. um, which is going to be tomorrow. So Franklin, um, this year's theme is about um, mental health and wellness. So what does wellness personally mean to you? Gosh, I thought about this question um, because in some respects, I ascribe to the theory that when we are being authentic and spontaneous, it's such a nice indicator of well-being Mm -hmm. because when we're not being our authentic selves, we get wrapped up in lots of things we don't want to do, our time management is off, our sleep is off. Definitely. we're less present for people. We're trying to be someone we're not, mm-hmm. and it's it's detrimental to our friendships and our relationships. Mm-hmm. So I think getting to know who we are, so mm-hmm. self exploration, self awareness, but showing more of our authentic selves mm-hmm. to others is a great way to enhance well being. And then there there are some psychological theories that suggest with more spontaneous that's kind of the epitome mm-hmm. of mental health because it involves being confident and <laughs> knowing ourselves being willing to take risk knowing when to take appropriate risk mm-hmm. and having a little bit of humor and laughing at ourselves in the process of yeah, saying, of well i tried that and i didn't work but it's okay and i'm yeah. just fine mm-hmm. and so um I love those indicators and being around people who can bring that out in us, whether that's friends, loved ones, maybe they're mental health professionals, but Mm -hmm. anyone that we can find as Mm -hmm. a coach to bring those aspects out in our life, I think is is really beneficial. Couldn't agree more. (laughs) Um, So what are some initiatives you hope um, to see Franklin implement in the future? Mm. I, I love what the Office of Student Life is really trying to build around a wellness center, um, however expansive or not that may be, but I, I think the intention of that is the right place to start, mm-hmm. uh, acknowledging that a wellness center is important yeah, and viable, and um, I, in my opinion, a critical aspect of who, who we are as university professionals, mm-hmm. um, because if we can learn those skills while at university, mm-hmm. it sets you up yeah. for success in your career and your life and your, your relationships. Uh, so I love what they're doing, um, and I love what the Green Office is doing around mm-hmm. nature and Again, I'm I'm such a fan of restorative nature and mm-hmm. thinking about natural environments as a way to improve our mm-hmm. it makes you happy. It makes yeah. nature makes you happy. And I like the integration that you've been exactly. doing, especially we're gonna see tomorrow. I feel like the integration with the green office, like this initiative. Um yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's um in my short time thus far at Franklin, I think that's a strength of ours is this blend mm-hmm. of environmental science and psychology. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. We have a lot of potential there. Yeah. yeah. And students who think in both realms, which mm -hmm. is a unique asset. I've not seen that at other universities. Because I feel like that will help students as well in the future after they graduate from Franklin, um, whenever they have, you know, um, a time where they're struggling or something is happening, then they'll look back to what they did in university to help them um, like, accomplish. Yeah, the skills yeah. we learn now. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And we can help others as well. Right. You know, just us. Right. So, right. yeah. Absolutely agree. Well, thank you so much for coming yes, on.